Ross looks left, sees nothing, and he's snapped! They got Russell Wilson and Epperson Griffin has his first sack of the season. Yo, what's going on? Happy Friday, and welcome to another edition of Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network, alongside Chris Corso. And Chris, we are in game two of a three-game home stretch on Sunday, 12 o'clock p.m. versus the Cleveland Browns. A lot of familiar faces. Kevin Stefanski, a lot of people have been talking about him. A lot of people in their front office, surprisingly, were once Vikings. But I'm excited about this game. I mean, I'm excited more so because... We get another chance to prove ourselves. I couldn't agree more. This is one of the best teams in the AFC. Obviously, the Vikings connections run all through the coaching staff there with the Browns. Uh, You can go all down the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. I believe it's about eight coaches uh, that were here with the Vikings, whether it was at Winter Park or at the TCO Performance Center. So, uh, And Gabe, I think we also have a guest on this show coming up that has been... Here and there. Here and there. And his name is Sheldon Richardson. We'll get to that interview shortly. But before we get there, I want to give you guys some tune-in information. This game will air, like I said, 12 p.m. Sunday on CBS. Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie Collins will be on that call. You can listen right here on KFAN with Voice of the Vikings' Paul Allen, Ben Lieber, Pete Bursage, and Greg Coleman will be on that call. You can listen to the pregame show, which starts at 10 a.m. But, of course, the way we always start this show, we do it with the best name we saw this week. So I'll let you start us off. I'm throwing it right to number 33, Dalvin Cook, again. He didn't play in that game against the Seahawks last week, but let's hear what he had to say about his quarterback, number eight. It was fun to watch. Um, uh, I told him he hit a fadeaway in the game. He, he, was, he watched Kyler Murray a little of the week. It was fading away. That was one of the best plays I've seen him. He was fading away. He dumped it off and... Got up, he knew. He knew he hit his guy. So it was it was just fun watching him turn loose, man. Seeing his attitude coming to the sideline. I figured I, it was on the goal line. One time we should go, and I seen him go to the sideline. He like, and I, I was like, yeah, he dialed in. Like, <laughs> like he dialed in. I just love seeing that from him. Him showing his emotion. Like, like, you know, when he first got here, it was like, I'm figuring it out. Like. I'm, I'm going to get this thing done, but I'm going to figure out the meantime. I think he's figuring it out still, but, like, you're seeing him comfortable. Like, once he's comfortable, we give him a clean pocket. Best in the game, man. Best, the best. Like, just turning the ball loose and just being him, man. But you're starting to see that leadership side expand more. A few weeks ago, he came in and halftime turned us up. Like, just got us got us going, ready to play. Like, come out the second half, because that was one of our drop-offs. You know, come out the halftime, ready to play. And he made sure, asked the quarterback of the team, you know, made sure we was ready to play to come out to half. Just little stuff like that, you know. You're seeing that, that with number eight, and you're seeing that carry over to his play. Gabe, you love to hear the confidence that these guys have in Kirk Cousins this year. We know he is playing the best football that he has played as a member of the Minnesota Vikings. Eight touchdowns to start the season, zero interceptions. These guys are feeding off of it, even if they're not in the stadium on Sunday. For sure. And I'll be I'm interested to ask Sheldon Richardson that question, too, just being on the defensive side of the ball. He played here with Kirk when Kirk got here in 2018. So to see how Kirk has progressed over the four years playing arguably his best football of his career, it's been exciting to see. But uh, along those lines, the best thing I saw this week was the injury report. Um, Of course, we know Anthony Barr got hurt last year, season ending pectoral muscle injury against the Indianapolis Colts in week two last year hasn't played a game since. As of right now on Friday, 
Anthony Barr is considered questionable for Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns. That's positive news, as well as Dalvin Cook, who is listed as questionable, along with Chris Boyd and Michael Pierce. Other injury news, Amir Smith-Marset is out. But like I said, it's great to have number 55 back in action if he's ready to play on Sunday. Uh, Speaking of ready to play, Mike Zimmer is ready to play because he's got a big-time matchup against the Cleveland Browns in which he addressed in the media today following practice. Excited uh, to get back to U.S. Bank Stadium again this week. Going to need the crowd loud again. It's going to be a really, uh, I think, a really good football game. Uh, Kevin does a great job in calling plays and managing his team. Got a lot of great players defensively. Those guys uh, can really get up up the field. They got two first-round corners. Uh, you know, their safeties play well. Linebackers are fast. And then uh, offensively, uh, you know, they got all kinds of different runs, running game, backs are outstanding, quarterback moves around and throws the ball well, uh, good receivers, good tight ends, so we'll, it should be a really good uh, test for us. Mike, with Michael Pierce, did he get injured in practice? Yeah. Um, are you hopeful you can have him? I know he's listed questionable. But... Yeah. Mike, when you look at uh, Baker Mayfield, what do, you, what do you see from him, and is uh, risky a good word to describe him? No, I don't think he's risky at all. I think... Um, I think, uh, you know, he gets he gets to his reads and gets the ball out pretty quick. Um, when it's not not there, he's a scrambler. He'll he'll take off and go. And you know, a lot of quarterbacks they'll come you know inside the pocket or outside the pocket. Uh, with him, you don't really know. So uh, we're gonna have to do a good job. You know, hopefully we get the routes covered, and then we gotta worry about him scrambling. With Dalvin, with Dalvin practicing three straight days, how did he look to you? He looked pretty good today. I ask you the same thing about Anthony. How did he look during practice this week? Pretty good. Okay. So what are the chances of uh, Barr playing on Sunday? I don't know yet. We still got another couple days. Huh? He's questionable. All right, we got Sheldon Richardson, Vikings defensive tackle slash defensive end. I feel like you do it all, man. Um, you, you came here from, from Cleveland last year the past two seasons. Of course, you know, we played the Cleveland Browns this upcoming Sunday. And you got a lot of experience with Stefanski with the purple. Um, before we get started, though, like is it, with in, in this Andre Patterson defense, is it just defensive linemen or is it like, OK, I'm a defensive tackle versus a DN? Uh, for the most part, you know, you with defensive tackle DN. I'm definitely a D tackle. But, uh, okay. you know, the little reps I get at DN, uh, you know, it's mainly for the run. Uh, but, you know, one mission, one goal. Uh, guys, you just stay on the same page. You know, it's not hard. And, you know, it's just got to. Just got to do your job honestly, and just you know make the plays that come to you. Don't be the, don't try to be the hero. We hear from everybody, from Everson to Daniel. To, you know, everybody talks about Andre Patterson and and what he's done for their career. And I know Andre. I think he told us on this very show a few months ago. He's like, you know what, S. Sheldon, like. I got him paid. I got him paid. He'll tell you how good of a coach I am. So I want to hear your response to that because I love the confidence from Andre and the connection that he has with his players. He definitely, uh, he definitely helped me get paid. No question about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's no question about it. And uh, I will say, uh, you know, the line I played with then uh, two years, three years ago was uh, also helped me. You know, Daniil, Griff. Uh, Limbaugh Joseph can't forget about Big LJ. Uh, oh yeah, Tom Johnson. You know those when he came in towards the earlier the season, the middle of the season. Uh, um, you know it was a collective effort, and uh, that all you know all plays a part. You just can't be one guy out there just making plays. It don't work like that. Uh, so you can be easily avoided on the field. Yeah, uh, it's a 
the team, the greatest team sport it is, though. Having, I mean, two of those three guys back this year that you're playing with, with Danil and um, uh, Everson Griffin, like, how do you how do you feel like you guys have, have grown together with the likes of Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pearson, the other guys, DJ Wanham on his defensive line? Coming slowly, but uh, it's definitely coming. Uh, we, are, we ain't clicked on all cylinders yet. Uh, last time I was here, I set a franchise record uh, for yeah. most not in person, but with the D line group. Uh, you know, I played my part in there too, and, uh, and you know, just want to keep that that going. You know, uh, the tradition that we want to, for the people, purple leaders, we're not them yet, but uh, definitely working towards and being better. So, um, honestly, it's just uh, all hands on deck, especially coming this week. So many moments in life that's led us all to this moment. So let it let. I mean, in particular to you, that led you to. I mean, to that home opener last week. I mean, from being from Missouri, going to Gateway Tech, St. Louis, a really good area. I mean, at the same time, just understanding you stayed home for college. You get drafted. I mean, you what? What you you're like number one overall defensive tackle coming out of high school. Um, yeah, just all that pressure, right? All that pressure that got you to this point. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Getting to, and fast forward to last week. Like, how has all that prepared you for for these moments to still be able to excel in your career? Uh, for me personally, uh, you know, going back all the way back to Gateway Tech days, uh, no matter how big the crowd is, no matter how small the crowd is, I'm treated as if you're trying to make the team. Uh, that's something my father instilled in me early in age and really just and just kept hammering, uh, hammering into me, uh, being overprepared, uh, always knowing what you're doing. You can play two times as fast if you know what you're doing, how the offense is trying to attack you. And I was also rated in three positions coming out of high school, not just one. Yeah. Uh, number one tight end in the country, too. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely uh, just, just whether well, it's big fish in a little pond, man. Me playing at Mizzou, great atmosphere. It was always love when I would go home still to this day. Uh, still putting on for back home, uh, you know, even though the coaching staff has been changed up a bit at back home at Mizzou, yeah. <laughs> you know, still try to show some love when I can. Um, with that said, man, you you just talked, you just gave us your whole story, which, which is which is really cool. But at the same time, it's like what what motivates you, right? I mean, you say you always put on for your city, but for people who don't know what motivates Sheldon Richardson or, or why Sheldon Richardson is – the the beast of a man on the field as far as and a, and a genuine person off the field who who why why uh, you know I gotta gotta prioritize your life you know and uh and me personally my drive of being one of the better defensive linemen in the league uh, is just still there you know uh, nine years later into the league that drive still the same since I've been playing football since I was five so it's not really hard for me to adjust to any playbook you know the the X's and O's don't change too much just yeah. the Jimmys and Joes for real man and uh. Uh, just make sure you stay one of them Jimmys and Joes, and uh, they got they got to put the red X on in the scouting report. Uh, somebody, you know, that, you know they got to look for, look out for. I feel like my my presence on the field helps everybody else eat. So uh, whether they want to give me a, a highlight reel or not in the ESPN comments, not I, I know who I am as a and as a player and uh, off the field, uh, you know. I'm, the complete opposite. I don't look for recognition. <laughs> I'm more off to myself. Uh, you know, a little antisocial. So not antisocial, but you know, just a little more myself and more, more behind the scenes and private. We'll be back with more from Sheldon Richardson. But first, hey Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. All right, let's get back to our interview with Sheldon Richardson. But first, hey, Vikings fans, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. 
Well, you have a special relationship to this game. I mean, you know both teams as well as just about anybody in this world. I think Kevin Stefanski might have you beat a little bit with 14 years over here (laughs) coaching about every single position of this offense. But, you know, give us your perspective just playing in this game. You were there for two years. You were here for a year before that. You know, you know both of these coaches really well. So has Coach Zimmer been calling you in his office and being like, hey, tell me what they're doing over there, man. What's going on? No, nah, he ain't called me in his office. Uh, you know, they know each other pretty well. So I mean I'm pretty sure they, they can get to the to the uh to the fine details. Coach Zim can get better to the fine de- final details of things better than I can uh the, the the football jargon as I like to call it. Uh schemes and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure you know in this Tennessee's and stuff, we just finished a little walkthrough. Uh they stand consistent to who they are for us in Cleveland. Uh Coach Stefanski definitely knows what he's doing. And uh, he's got a pretty high-powered offense over there, and uh, you know, just got to know how to got to go out there and put our best foot forward, and uh, got to beat that to sleep. For for a team that runs the ball almost fifty-five percent of the time, you, you you know what you're getting. Like I would, I would, I'm not even going to use the word pressure, but how much does it do you put on you guys to say like, hey, like this today's game is really in the trenches? Yeah, uh, we feel like that every week. You know. Uh, me personally, uh, well, for one, for some reason, it's just not one back you got to focus on. It's two. Uh, they got two star running backs over there with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, Odell, hopefully Juice. You know, I ain't wishing no hurt on nobody. You know, hopefully him for speedy recovery. You know what I mean? And uh, read something about that. Don't know how true that is. And, uh, you know, the offensive line is not as it's ever been. So, you know, just got to come out there, put our best foot forward. We got guys too on this team. So, uh, whether right. you want to read about it or not or acknowledge it, we still got to go out there. And they still got to show up, too. So you've played next to Daniil Hunter and Miles Garrett. Yeah. I mean, how do you compare the two? Or can you compare the two? Are they two totally different people? And can you tell us that Daniil is better than Miles Garrett? Can you do that on this show? Splitting hairs when it comes to them playing football. Uh, <laughs> is, I mean, if you just want to nitpick athletically, I feel like Miles Garrett is better because I feel like he doesn't have rush technique. And uh, I feel like Daniel is the better football player because he has rushing technique. And that's what I wanted to hear. You know, he's got Andre Andre Patterson coaching. And that's where it comes from. You know, I feel like if Miles ever did get with Andre, that'll be a dangerous player, (laughs) even more dangerous than he already is. You know, and that's coming off a four and a half sack game. And if you look at his pass rushing tape and most of his highlights, he's not working moves. He's literally just out out running and out moving people. Like it's it's amazing to see when he plays for it. It is, but when you watch Daniil, it's a lot more finesse. Don't want to call it all the way out, power down, guys, but he has his times where he got to do that too. So, you know, but like I said, it's splitting hers. They run about the same. I think Miles is the more more power lifter. Daniil doesn't want to power lift, you know what I mean? <laughs> he <gotta laughs> you can't, you can't tell about his body size. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I He's think, driving I think sports cars. Miles got like 10 pounds, though. Miles got about like 10 pounds, though. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I mean, and I mean, that, that, I feel like that all goes to say too. Just switching back to our defensive side of the ball, because I mean, being in Cleveland, you always hear about well, Stefanski got a chance to to play against Sheldon, but still at the same time, you got an opportunity to practice against Stefanski in this Cleveland Browns offense. So you have an idea of their tendencies too, just being able to practice against them, right? No question. I'm pretty sure they're switching up calls now because they know I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty well, pretty aware of the game. Uh, pretty studious of it. Uh, no matter how I look, it may, yeah. may come off. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, I'm sure uh, they switch the stuff up over there, and then they know if I get a beat on some, I'm going balls to the wall. So, well, well, the winner of this game 
will win the time of possession? Do you think that that's what it's all going to come down to? Because both teams like to run the ball. This is true, and uh, I believe so. Both both offenses do like to control the clock. It's kind of similar offenses, if you want to be honest. And uh, the, uh, we'll say it will come down to it. Their last possession may be, who knows, any given Sunday. Can you, like, call out one of Kevin Stefanski's play actions? Because, I mean, we've seen it here for years. He's a play action and run guy. I want to see you in the backfield when one of those play actions gets called. <laughs> I definitely will be on beat on that. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. So. But, I mean, having that knowledge and, I mean, understanding how Baker, I mean, outside looking in, it's, we're saying, hey, let's let Baker take the reins and try to beat us and, and stop the run game. But playing against a guy like Baker, how, how do you game plan for him? Still young in his career for me. Uh, me personally, he has the ability to do it, but you got to make him beat you with his own. You know, if you eliminate, stop the run. Uh, it's only a few quarterbacks in this league where they can go win game in and game out, and it's just on them the whole season. So, uh, but you know, he he has the capability of doing it. Just hope he's off his cues a little bit <laughs> come this weekend. Last one for me. You've been uh, fortunate to work with those two big guys in the middle joining you and Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson. There's not many teams in NFL history that have had three, you know, players like like you three in the middle of a defensive line. What has that been like to be, you know, with those two guys? And, you know, it, it's it's insane the amount of accolades you can throw out for the three of you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, me personally, the the openness those guys showed me coming in, you know. It's kind of awkward, you know what I mean? They know who I am. I know who they are. You know, they know my – I'm pretty sure they had – you know, they didn't know who I was. And then, you know, Coach showing them the tape, uh, you know, passion highlight tape. And it's all me mostly and me and Tom Johnson – and uh, some of the run tape, too, and you just got your guy on there, and then uh, finally you just appear in the room now, and then it's like, don't want to be one of those, you know, one of those type of guys where you like, you the coach's boy and nothing like that. I'll be trying to tell them, like, we coach. Coach Dre, bring you in, bro. You all out. Uh, we all good boys. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And uh, we making it work. Guys want more reps. Guys want less reps and this and that. And uh, whatever the case may be, we trying to do the best we can with the, with the reps we get and uh, making the best of them, you know, while we out there on the field. Uh, still getting acclimated to each other. And uh, you know what I mean? And those guys, man, like I say, they hold it down the first two downs, and I got my one down. So, you know, I told you, from when I first signed my deal, I'm getting in where I'm getting in. Hey, can, can you can you describe the dynamic of the defensive line room? Because, like, with, with Coach Drake being being the ultimate storyteller, like, I, I just feel like y'all y'all start meetings early because he got a story to tell from lunch. John Randall then, stories, <laughs> I'm sure. And then, <laughs> then you get into the meeting room, and then he's just a, a student of the game also. That too, but uh, now nah, he used to get all get those all out of his system uh, before the season started because yeah. you know uh, he's pretty he pretty big on being a perfectionist, you know, running stuff right. He definitely gonna get on you if you don't stop the running, playing that playing the scheme like you're supposed to be playing it. It ain't too much uh, as we like to call it going gangster, doing your own thing out there. You know what I mean? And uh, other than that, man, you know, just uh, when the plays you notice know, for you to make, you make sure you make them. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing he harps on. Don't go out there because that was one that's kind of made us play a little bit slower than what we wanted to. We was overplaying stuff early last week against the Seahawks, and uh, guys was just doing too much, you know, shooting gaps to one supposed myself included. Uh, just out there, just trying to make a plan, thinking everything was a passion that was gashing it. So, uh, you know, other than that, right, we just got to maintain it like we did the second half. My last thing for you is maintaining that going into the second half, playing your gaps, forcing three and outs. When you see the offense on the field doing what they're doing, Kirk Cousins in particular, you for his first year here, you were here, and then now 
year four. Like, how how crazy has it been seeing that that progression? I'm happy for it. Keep putting no points, Kurt, for real. Already, Cal, <laughs> he's doing his thing. Even the last two losses he had, he was doing his thing. So you really can't it's just a sight to see, especially when the offense is clicking like that. You got two running backs coming in and a third, three running backs coming in, putting in work off hands on deck. Uh, Cook being open-minded to it, you know what I mean? He like he likes seeing his guys ball too behind him type deal. So, you know, you, you just love being part of teams like that, especially just walking into a situation and everybody's already like that. It's kind of easy to get organic organic chemistry going and everything like that. So it, 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 it goes a long way, believe it or not. Man, that's good to hear, man. Always good to hear from you too. Uh, Dalvin said Kirk Cousins is his MVP right now, so hopefully he can continue this going. My ass, too. I like that. He's balling, huh? He's balling. Sheldon Richardson, thank you for joining Vikings Vantage, man. Always a pleasure talking to you. Best of luck against your former team on Sunday, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. I feel like we can talk to Sheldon Richardson all day, man. He just really good energy. I know he's excited to play against his former team. And just speaking of former team, when he was with the Vikings back in 2018, he wore number 93. And the guy who wore it before him was a guy in Kevin Williams' big ticket who will be inducted into the ring of honor this upcoming Sunday. So that'll be exciting to see him get that well-deserved accolade. Of course, if you don't know who Kevin Williams is, he played for the Vikings for 12 years, recorded 63 sacks during his time in the NFL. So this is a well-deserved honor. But uh, last but not least, a well-deserved honor is you. This is your last recording of Vikings Vantage. Congratulations to you. Uh, You accepted a job at Rutgers University. Congrats on that, man. Thanks, Gabe. I'm going to miss working with you guys. Going to miss working with the Vikings Entertainment Network. Uh, I'll be, you know, doing all the content and, and on air and PR work for the Rutgers men's basketball team and their head coach, Steve Peichel. So mm. uh, in a few months, I'll be back here when Rutgers takes on the Minnesota Gophers. So uh, really excited and, and really have enjoyed my six plus seasons with the Minnesota Vikings. Man, it's been great. It's been a pleasure working with you, bro. Um, we got this show off the ground together. It, it started with an idea before I got hired when I I was living in Virginia when I got this job last April and it's crazy to see how far this show has come and being able to be on KFAN and I broadcast it around the entire state of Minnesota it's been a pleasure best of luck going forward and looking forward to seeing you on Sunday in your last game at US Bank Stadium so Vikings fans with that said thank you for tuning into another edition of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi Pepsi that's what I like